dinner together we've had as a family in a long time. Let's try to survive it. Oh. Yeah. First, let's say grace. Jackie, would you like to take a knee? <laughs> That's pretty so, funny. You know, I, I, sh- I should have asked Sean. It occurs to me, her entire, Roseanne's entire prayer is really hilarious. Oh, do you have it? Dear Lord, thank you for this food and for bringing our son DJ home safe from Syria. Please protect his wife, Gina, and all our troops still overseas. But most of all, Lord, thank you for making America great again. Okay, Darlene. How could you have voted for him, Roseanne? He talked about jobs, Jackie. He said he'd shake things up. I mean, this might come as a complete shock to you, but we almost lost our house the way things are going. Have you looked at the news? Because now things are worse. Not on the real news. Oh, please! And on it went. Uh, mm. uh, so, listen. And Roseanne, let's, 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 let's not jump ahead here. If you're not paying attention. All right. There was a hit TV show back in the 90s? Started Seems in the 80s, right? went through the... In, Ran through for the years, price. Jack. A star-making vehicle. For a long time, the number one show in America, Roseanne Barr and John Goodman, and they, they had a family, working-class family, and it was a sitcom, and it was huge, and now it's, it went off the air 20 years ago, and now it's back. Right. They and brought it back for a limited engagement with all the stars. And it's getting a, a tremendous amount of attention. I don't know how many columns I've seen in the New York Times about it, including last night. Mm-hmm. And they had links to clips from past shows and, and a description. of you know. So it's getting a lot of attention for some reason. Mm-hmm. And just listening to that clip there, I thought, how unique is it to have a family, a sitcom family, where one of the kids serves in the military? I mean, just that's one of the reasons Roseanne was a hit show. Right. It looked a lot like people's lives. and As opposed to we all live in Manhattan, don't seem to really have jobs or any fear of money, right? and just get laid and make jokes. And we have one point of view, if we have uh-huh. any point of view uh, whatsoever. You know, um, it's funny, uh, watching the show, uh, they they went a little heavy on the look how topical we are that, that's, thing. That's, that's how that struck me right there. Oh, was and just that a, wasn't the only you know example of that. That was pretty... But, but, Although it was funny. I, them addressing that was funny. The the What's the character she was in, uh, Lady Bird? Um, Greta, oh, the, the that's Jackie, her sister. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah. yeah, she had the despicable woman and a pussy hat on, a term they used on uh, primetime television last night. Um, and, and it was, it was just funny because she was so over the top. It was really good comedy and it addressed all this stuff is a little over the top, but nah, it was pretty good. Yeah. That's that. Uh, it just struck me. There, that, like, knee? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Seemed like they're trying to fit too much in too fast, but yes. maybe she felt like she had to in the modern landscape of sitcoms. It's tough for me to think of a sitcom the old school sitcom. I mean, just laugh track, the whole thing. I mean, we're audience. Roseanne was filmed before a right. live audience. Right. Just that whole thing is just so dated. Right. I haven't watched a sitcom until last night for maybe a decade. Right. Unless my kid was watching her endless reruns of uh, How I Met Your Mother and or Friends on the Netflix. Do they look crazy old? No. No? No, they just looked older. Roseanne's had some work done. Pretty right. clearly. John Goodman looks like John Goodman. All the I tell you what, the winks to the old show, and I was barely a fan of the old show. Um, I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't watch it. It was partly because I was raising babies myself. Um, the winks to the old show were very, very funny and very well done. And it, it'd be easy to forget 
you know, a lot of these people have gone on to really good careers and the rest of it. I'd and, say. And it was, so it was really well acted and it was touching and it was funny in the way the show was always funny. And, and for God's sake, and, and we got a zillion emails urging us to talk about, watch, what link to uh, Last Man Standing, the mm-hmm. Tim Allen vehicle. Because that was like the only other show in America that approached life from a non- Manhattan swinging single progressive you know lifestyle. So it was refreshing. That the the, the sitcoms were huge, but when I was a kid, and the fact that I was, uh, I never missed so many of these sitcoms that couldn't have been less reflective of my life mm. shows you that that might just not be very important. How reflective is your life? Are the jokes good? Do they make yeah, you exactly? Laugh? Do they make the miseries of your life less miserable? Mm middle-class white kid rural wisconsin and how many you know i couldn't get enough of the jeffersons in new york or or whatever mm-hmm. you know and those shows had nothing to do with my life right just you know the jokes are either funny or they're not yeah yeah so i don't well and everybody was the butt of the joke too it wasn't like you know the liberal was necessarily an idiot nor the conservative nor the trump voter nor the <sighs> alcoholic dad yeah, nor I'm you know just, i'm just troubled that it even has to come up this show points this direction, this show points that direction. Just, right. Eh. God, there was one line in which the one daughter is looking with Roseanne at the other daughter, and she said, shh, it's a rare sighting of the bottom-heavy wino. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, the, the key would be, the writing is the key to a lot of these shows. Sure, yeah. And really, may, maybe, yeah. It's a really good writer's room, too. Norm MacDonald, is, uh, he's writing on it. Whitney is Cum- he really? Yeah, Whitney Cummings, another uh, very talented stand-up comedian, uh, had her own show for a while. Uh, Morgan Murphy, another person, if you follow stand-up, she's been a, a writer on a bunch of... Yeah, th- this is a stacked writing room. Okay, that okay, yeah, because I want to bring that, because you can bring back all the cast of Friends or whatever hit show you want to. If you don't have the great writers, it doesn't matter that you got the actors. I'm looking forward to the next episodes to come down the line now that they've kind of gotten it out of the way, establishing their bona fides right. as topical. Although I'm sure that stuff will keep coming up because the conflict between Roseanne and Jackie is it's really funny. Mm. It's two really great comedic actresses who are really mad at each other, trying to make asses of each other. This is great comedy. Fantastic. Yeah. And John Goodman's great. He's he's underappreciated. You know why? Because he's overrate, overweight. Not overrate, overweight. You think he is underrate and overweight. You think he gets less appreciation than he should because he's a fat guy? Yeah. And he's not as much of a fat guy as he used to be. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I realize he's got respect, but, man, you see him in a comedic role. He's hilarious. In that Cloverfield movie, he is as terrifying and menacing Wait a minute, is he a good guy or is he like a savage, horrible guy? I just can't decide. As he's, that's as good a performance of that sort as I've ever seen in my life. I just think he's one of the great actors. I think he ought to be mentioned with, uh, with Philip Seymour Hoffman, God rest his soul, and uh, the Daniel Day-Lewis and, and, and the rest of them. He's huge on Broadway also. Is that a joke about his size? No. No, oh, it was not. Right. It's a, I'm a little sensitive. It's a common term to describe how well someone's career is going. Okay. I'm not wearing a meow meow hat over here, but I'm I'm a little sensitive. So former Supreme Court Justice column in the New York Times saying we should repeal the Second Amendment got a lot of attention yesterday. Boy, if you can get a bet on that proposition, no matter the odds, take it. Had everybody Googling how do you repeal an amendment to the Constitution or whatever. So we're going to talk to somebody next. Nail that down real fast. 
It's not real likely. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yesterday, when a former Supreme Court justice wrote an op-ed piece for the New York Times saying we should repeal the Second Amendment, that's the one where you get to have a gun. And, uh, you know, I got to say, as I said yesterday, I wouldn't mind if we couldn't clarify it somehow. The role, Play the argument to rest. Yeah, the whole real, well-regulated militia. Let's just let's just nail down. Let's just put in and make it more clear what we're talking about here. But obviously, that's politically, you just couldn't do it. Right. Well, everybody knows it takes five votes of the Supreme Court and seven-eighths of the landed males in America to overturn <laughs> a constitutional amendment. So I don't know why we're talking to Philip Wegman, but he is uh, he has joined us nonetheless. Uh, Philip, welcome. How are you, sir? Not so bad. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So how do you uh, go about doing away with the Second Amendment, repealing it or replacing it or whatever the justice called for? Well, so I'm not sure... And he's gone. Incredibly oh, he's... difficult. Okay, sorry. Hey, a, hey, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Uh, your phone glitched out, and we missed the first part of that. So, how do oh. you how do you do away with the Second Amendment if you wanted to? So there are basically two options uh, if you wanted to do away with the Second Amendment. Um, what's really interesting about the argument that uh, Stevens put forward yesterday in the New York Times is that he was completely honest. He basically said that if you want to do away. Uh, with guns in this country, you're not going to be able to do it incrementally. And he kind of pulled the rug out from underneath uh, the gun control lobby by saying the end goal here needs to be doing away with the Second Amendment, which is something that only the most radical people had embraced. To do that, that requires another constitutional amendment. And that is easier said than done. I would say so. As a talk show host, I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline reacted angrily. (laughs) Um, So what he was saying is don't waste your time. If you're going to go after the number of guns, the sort of guns, who's carrying guns, etc., just go to the amendment. Absolutely. Okay. Well, and, and that's, you know, good intellectual honesty from the learned justice, who I disagree with on everything, by the way. But. I think he's right. Absolutely. And so um, what's, what's interesting here is that uh, you can't disagree with him on the constitutional grounds because he is making you know, an honest argument here. Politically, though, uh, it would be almost impossible in order to get a constitutional amendment passed. Um, think about it. There are basically two routes that you can go to even propose an amendment. And um, the first is that you would go through the states. You would get two-thirds of the state legislatures to uh, agree to having a constitutional convention, and then they would come up with an amendment in that convention, and you would need to get two-thirds of the states to then ratify that proposed amendment. This has never been done before, though. It's been proposed, but it's never been done. The way that amendments uh, have become law uh, since the, the constitutional convention is the Congress begins uh, with a proposed amendment, and that requires two-thirds of both the House and the Senate to sign off. 
and then it goes to the states for ratification. But if you look and that at, might, has to be two-thirds of the states then ratifying. Two-thirds of the states, right. yes. Uh, and so to uh, get those numbers, just looking at the current Congress, you're looking at, uh, you know, ridiculous numbers, uh, I think, in the, the House, assuming that all Democrats voted for a constitutional amendment. And you can't on, assume that at all. There's no way you can all. assume that, but just for the sake of the argument, go ahead and assume it, I guess. Absolutely. So um, you can't assume it, but for the sake of argument, assuming that all Democrats uh, line up behind a constitutional amendment, uh, you would need something uh, more than 100 Republicans to get on board. Okay. So, it's well, then, then, so then why are we having this conversation goodbye? Well, just I so, mean, no, <laughs> no, no. It's so people uh, understand, you know, what the odds are. Philip Wegman is a commentary writer for the Washington Examiner, by the way. Because they, they tried to uh, reinstate the assault weapons ban uh, not that long ago, and it went down 60-40 in, in a Democrat-controlled Senate. So, I mean, obviously, it's, it's just the numbers don't work. And I'm sorry, I've got to correct one thing. It's even less likely than we said. A proposed amendment becomes part of the Constitution as soon as it is ratified by three-fourths of the exactly. state. Exactly. My mistake. My yeah. mistake. And I think what this shows is that um, what Stevens is doing here is he is positing an argument that he knows very well is not possible in his lifetime and probably in the next two to three decades. Well, in but fairness, he's 94, so there are not a lot of things possible. In it. Finishing the next baseball season may not be <laughs> wow. possible in his lifetime. Wow. But but what you're what, what's interesting here is that Stevens, he knows those fractions. Um, and he knows that the audience that he was addressing was those kids who showed up on Saturday right. for the March for Our Lives. And basically, he's saying, look, if you want a solution to this, all of you need to get out of the street, stop uh, focusing on just the marches and lobbying your your politicians, and instead focus on the constitutional law aspect. And so, look, I'm a conservative and I'm also a realist. And when I see, you know, people call for the repeal of the Second Amendment, currently, it's laughable, right? It's right. not going to happen. Right. But if you look at all of those young kids who, who rallied for this, um, some of them are going to go to law school. Some of them are going to get involved. Uh, you know, in politics, and there could be a move towards this in the future. We are seeing the idea of repealing the Second Amendment become much more mainstream. Right, and there's there's this great book I read a few years ago um, arguing about slavery, and it's about how it started with just a, a germ in the beginning of finally getting one bill out of committee, you know, decades before you get to doing away with slavery. And it's, it's, a, it's a long process to overturn something that's huge. You know, I'm not sure that would ever happen with guns, but so I understand. I, I certainly understand, you know, what you just described, why he would do it. To me, the other side of the argument is is what I need to talk about. I was watching Fox News people yesterday, and people were you know, had their hair on fire. It's not going to happen in your lifetime. Don't worry about it's it. It's a great way to sell commercials. Relax. I would act like it's going to happen tomorrow if I was running Fox News. I would try to <laughs> well, terrify that's the people way they were watching. Acting. Yeah. Yeah, so listen, it's even worse than that, Philip. Let me just throw this in real quickly. Uh, And the reason we read the Washington Examiner and the Washington Post is you'll see headlines like this in the Post. One in five Americans wants the Second Amendment to be repealed. National survey finds. Of course, you don't need to be a mathematician to understand, looking at the numbers. 80% of Americans don't want the Second Amendment to be repealed. National survey finds. So you need two-thirds of the legislature, uh, of the national legislature, and three-quarters of the states to do something that 80% of Americans don't want to happen at this point. So it's really fantasy land. Go ahead, Philip. 
Well, I, you know, jumping off that point, this is fantasy land, and and like you said a second ago, this is fantasy land that predominantly is going to help Republicans. Uh, if you are, you know, a Republican in uh, a, a state that's kind of on the the bubble, maybe think someone like Senator Dean Heller in Nevada. This is a godsend because what this does. Um, is it makes the conservative base see red. And so they immediately rally. And this is a year when Republicans, I mean, aside from tax cuts and Neil Gorsuch, they don't really have a lot to run on when they go back to their states and their constituencies. So this threat from the left, uh, this is perfect. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm starting to think that maybe Stevens is like a Republican operative. He couldn't have handed them a better gift. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you mean, not a lot to run on. How about America being great again? <laughs> wow. Uh, Philip Wegman is with us. He's a commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. Yeah, you I, know, and listen, mm. let me throw this in before we finish. Everybody wants no kids murdered. Everybody. Everybody wants less gun crime. Everybody wants lunatics in casinos not shooting people who just want to go to the concert. Everybody's united on that. Let's not forget that. Let's not get so enthused about one side or the other that we lose sight of the fact that people are dying. Well, I think you're right, though, Philip. And uh, I don't like this kind of politics because I like discussing the real issues that can actually be dealt with. But So now you've got it, – it's similar to the way – um, Democrats use Roe versus Wade. If you let the Republicans in charge, they'll overturn Roe versus Wade. No, they're not going to. That's not going to happen. Now it's going to be the other side doing the same thing. But if you let the Democrats take charge, they'll do away with the Second Amendment. And we'll hear those two arguments for stupid people for many years to come. Mm. That's something to look forward to anyway. Philip, any so- comments on that, Philip? Oh. That was a strong statement. Uh, well, really quickly, I think that you actually, um, you know, you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, because when you, you mentioned Roe v. Wade, and this is a, a common um, argument from the left. When you say that you want to repeal Roe v. Wade, that you want it to be overturned, uh, people on the left will immediately come to you and say, that means that you want to outlaw abortion. That's simply not true, though. If you want to do away with Roe v. Wade, you are saying that it's not going to be a federal issue, and instead it's going to be moved to the states. If you look at what Stephen said, and you're very careful parsing his language, he says that, yes, we need to repeal the Second Amendment as an avenue towards, you know, further gun control. He doesn't necessarily say, you know, all guns should be outlawed. But of course... That that sort of nuance is, uh, you know, that doesn't make for a good 30-second soundbite. Good good point. Well said, Philip. Uh, Appreciate the chat very much. Philip Wegman, commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. Uh, Good job, as always. Great to talk. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You got it. I just hate political rallies where you use the most out-there, never-going-to-happen examples to get your person elected. Politics is the art of frightening or enticing the herd to run in one direction or the other. That's what it is. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, got a major turnaround by North Korea. Trump taking credit for it. Yes, it is true. Facebook is listening to you through your smartphone. And it co- is? And we co- thought it was. And Corey Feldman stabbing sends him yeah. to the hospital. What is that all about? Yeah, he says some people stabbed him last night. Yep. Wow. Yep. Story's he coming up. He says. All right, I'll stay tuned. Yeah. Remember when he said some people tried to run him over? Yep. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Ratings are in. 
and Roseanne last night. 18.2 million people watched, which is a huge number. Yeah. A solid hit. It's no porn girl on 60 Minutes, but it's strong. But it damn near is, mm. which is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, for perspective, that was the average rating of Sunday Night Football. Which is year. the number one show in America. Yeah. So that's that's a big deal. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, quite a turn of events. President Trump tweeting about the surprising news. North Korea's Kim Jong-un met China's Xi Jinping in Beijing, talking denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Groundbreaking. Landmark. Trump tweeting this morning. For years and through many administrations, everyone said that peace and the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula was not even a small possibility. Now there's a good chance that Kim Jong-un will do what is right for his people and for humanity. Look forward to our meeting, exclamation point. There's absolutely a chance of that, and I think Trump gets a large measure of credit for it. There's also an excellent chance that he's dealing with some wily, wily dudes who are just trying to figure out, all right, how do we screw them this time? So, you know... if it, if it works out, and it remains to be seen, but if it works out, the key to the whole thing was they had to actually believe Trump would attack them. And I think, and if they don't, they should, because I think Trump would attack them. Or blow up the entire trade right. relationship with China. Right. Economic disruption be damned. I think the announcement about bringing Bolton on board, I think that also helped shake him up, because Bolton's been saying, we got to attack him well, now. It's not, Hit just, him first. it's not just a fame, though. I mean, Bolton honestly believes attacking yes. North Korea would be a good idea, and yeah. I think Trump thinks so, too. Yep. So they're not just pretending. Only Trump could go to Pyongyang. You're going to be hearing that for the rest of your life. This afternoon, a wake is being held for uh, Stefan Clark. He's the 22-year-old unarmed black man killed by Sacramento police last week. The police were responding to calls about somebody breaking uh, car windows. They went out at night. The uh, Stefan was apparently jumping over some fences. They confronted him. They thought he had a gun. They opened fire. He had a cell phone only. Anyway, that's what sparked. That's the event that sparked this. Uh, these continuing protests. His funeral is going to be tomorrow. The Reverend Al Sharpton is going to be giving the eulogy. Meanwhile, the protest did continue yesterday. At a Sacramento City Council meeting, billed as an open dialogue, it began with shouting and chants of Stefan Clark, led by Clark's brother. The council then provided the funds necessary to implement the policy. And it was very expensive. Stevante Clark jumped on the dais in front of Mayor Daryl Steinberg and took over the council meeting with Steinberg trying to regain control of that meeting. Stevante, yeah, thank you. Shut the up, please. Tell him we don't hear him talk. He's not the mayor no more. Stevante saying he's not the mayor no more. Got to consult the city charter, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. I assume, when's the next city council meeting? They were going to have a city council meeting again today. They said they would continue until this afternoon. But now that they have found out that the wake is going to be during the same time, they have canceled that council meeting. But I I would assume they're going to have different security set up for the next city council meeting. Because you can't have people just rushing the stage and taking the microphone away from the mayor. You mean you can't operate like that. Um but politically, it's a difficult situation because then you start, you have some armed person step in front of a protester and push them back. And then if they resist, now you got them on the ground with their hands behind them in a full-on fight. And that doesn't look good. And now people are really getting whipped up. Right. Absolutely true. You know, we ought to get the mayor on or the police chief or uh, some of the activists or whatever and talk it out with them. 
Uh, you know, uh, if you look at, well, I don't know. We don't have time. I'll, I'll expand on uh, the discussion I would right. like to hear after the news. Okay. Yeah, because there, there is a one uh, proposal yesterday from the protesters right. I thought was really interesting. We'll discuss that. Facebook, it turns out, is listening to you through your smartphone. That's what the whistleblower... We knew it! Shacker! We knew it! That's what the whistleblower who revealed the Cambridge Analytica data breach is claiming. While he was speaking to a a group of British lawmakers, Christopher Wiley said Facebook tries to figure out where you are based on ambient noise. He says it tries to figure out if you're outside, you're watching television, or in an office in order to improve targeted advertising well if it's listening to the extent that it's trying to pick up the noise and figure out where you were why wouldn't you just take it that next one percent to what words you say correct i mean come on please it would be bizarre if they didn't right Uh, he was speculating that facebook doesn't really process exactly what someone is talking about i like that exactly so i'm supposed to believe now that everything i know about facebook and google and everybody else i'm supposed to believe that they can listen to the words I'm saying, and they could run them through a computer and targeting advertising based on keywords, but they don't, just because they're good guys. I'm supposed to believe that based on everything we now know. That would make me a sucker. Hanson, you'll want to send the following quote to the press. I used to want Mark Zuckerberg in a collar. Now I want him in shackles. I'm Joe Getty. Corey! Would cuffs be better? Now I want him in cuffs. Collar cuffs. What do you think? I don't know. Shackles has a better dramatic. Uh, You're the newsman. Yeah, Shackles right. has a better dramatic. Uh, this is a turn like uh, Tiger Woods yeah. went through. I mean, you are you just you're 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 beloved. Just people have an automatic good feeling about you, and then overnight it all ends. And that is God, what, Tiger. And that has happened for for Facebook, right? It's absolutely amazing. Is it a bump in the road or is it a turn? It's a turn. A turn? Absolutely. Last note, Corey Feldman in the hospital in L.A. after he says three men attacked him and stabbed him last night. The former child star posting pictures from the hospital on Twitter saying the LAPD is investigating. He says he's being targeted by people who want to keep him quiet about sexual abuse in Hollywood, which he says he experienced firsthand as a child. I yeah. need details on the attack, because his alleged hit-and-run story was pretty odd. But he's in the hospital with stab wounds. Did he stab, stab him? What do we know about the wounds? Tell me about the wounds. Don't have any more information but, about the right. wounds. Wouldn't they send you himself. home if you don't have any real wounds? Um, did he stab himself? Did he hire somebody to stab him? I mean, I don't know that. I don't know that he wasn't attacked. You can get attacked in L.A. for a variety of reasons. It doesn't have to be because right. you're outing... Pedophiles. You know, I'm looking at all the headlines. Corey, see if you can uh, find a common thread. Corey Feldman claims he was stabbed multiple times. Uh, Corey Feldman alleges he was stabbed. Police deny that's the case. Uh, Corey Feldman stabbed. Variety says he was actually stabbed. Corey Feldman says he was stabbed. Okay, TMZ, I'm looking at that, says we're told he feared it was a syringe. And went to the hospital to make sure he hadn't been injected with something. Okay. Wow. Well, you know. Someone opened a door and made a stabbing motion with an unknown object. 
Cops said he was not stabbed, had no lacerations, no additional injuries, and drove himself to the hospital. He's said to be in good condition. So somebody made a stabbing motion, which might be trying to shake your hand, or who knows what. And and, uh, then he was afraid he was stabbed with a syringe, and he goes to the hospital. Feldman later tweeted from his hospital bed that he was in the car with his security when he was targeted by a wolf pack. Now that is news. North Carolina State or a group of the dog-like creatures? The the latter. You don't see wolf packs running up and down Ventura Boulevard a lot. Right. But it, it can happen. Yeah, but they don't usually admit you to the hospital unless they find something. There's got to be something. Yeah, unless... he's in a hospital yeah. bed in that picture. Yeah. They wouldn't let, just put you in there, too, because somebody made a stabbing motion right. at you, would they? Show me the wounds. Or maybe you said, you know, it was a syringe. We think it's a syringe. Can you keep me here overnight and, uh, yeah. you know, you observation? Know yeah, if you said somebody yeah. stabbed me with a needle, it'd take them a long time to figure out if you got any needle hole in you anywhere. Well, they're not going to throw you out on the street to die of, you know, some sort of North Korean or Russian nerve gas. They're going to keep you under observation yeah. just to be safe. Hey, you listen, listen to me, needle hole. A quick, <laughs> a quick <laughs> clarification of my attitude toward this. I think Corey Feldman is unstable. And Larry Nasser types, child predators of all sorts. Uh, who was the other ca- uh, case of uh, a notable person? Oh, my God, the uh, the, the mayor of uh, Seattle. Oh, right. Who would constantly refer to the fact that his accusers were unstable people with drug problems. Yeah, a lot of people get that way because they're raped as children. Right. And then no one will listen to them. Right. So... This story seems a little odd, but that doesn't mean the other stuff Corey has said happened to him didn't. Hmm. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Time to squeeze the eagle. Oh, squawky. Nothing. My heart soars with patriotic pride when you squawk. He was admitted to the hospital in stable condition. Well, when nothing has happened to you, I hope you'd be in stable condition. Um, and the police say no, no evidence of any stabbing or laceration or puncture or anything. Yeah. So, okay. So, for him to say he was stabbed is a, well, just not true. Apparently. Um, so Where Pro- does it hurt, Corey? Eh, here and there. <laughs> uh, protesters take over city council meeting in Sacramento with Al Sharpton coming to town. Oh, Things boy. are about to heat up, not cool down. One other demand's pretty interesting. At first, I dismissed this out. I dismissed it out of hand. How about lowering the flags to half staff? They do it when a policeman's killed. How about when someone else is killed? That's their argument. Stay tuned for that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. man here have that flag half step for the whole day if you really care man that is a uh that is a, a fired up situation with a lot of emotions going on i'm glad there's been no violence since the shooting not much there were some fisticuffs uh, at the king's game that the protesters for the second time blocked people getting into yeah but that thing last <laughs> night looked like 
when when he was going across there uh, toward the mayor, who knows what was going to happen? Right. The fact that he only took the microphone and and told him to f off is is amazing. Right. And good for him. Yeah. To not be violent. I don't That's think the brother of the uh, the man who was killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, by the way, it's been really underreported that one of the cops who uh, who shot Stefan Clark is black. Um, so how about the argument of having flying the flag at half staff when uh, someone else is killed, as um, they do for when policemen are killed? They, I don't think that would be proper. I, I think you've got to talk about who was killed and why. And I mean, this guy had an extensive criminal record, um, which brings me to my main point. Um, and I wish he wasn't dead. I wish nobody gets shot by the cops ever unless they're shooting at the cops at the time. Um, if you watch the body cams and the helicopter cam and the rest of it, and you come to a different conclusion than me, which is that the cops thought he had a gun. They shouted, gun, gun, gun. Then they asked each other, full of adrenaline and fear, are you hit? Are you all right, dude? Are you hit? Um, they seemed to sincerely believe that the guy had a gun. Until they went and examined him and figured out it was just a phone. Uh, you know, in the dark there, in the flashlight light. There are two logical possibilities. Number one, you think they were acting in the video. Or, well, this is kind of the same possibility, that the cops have an agreement or had an agreement in advance that, look, when we find this guy, we're going to shoot him dead, but we've got to yell, gun, 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 and ask if each other is hit. Or I suppose you could argue that cops, even black cops, just are willing to shoot black dudes down, and that's what we have to work on. Through even training black cops or... with a black police chief. Right. Right, and that's, oh boy, you know, if that's your perception of it, you know, that's going to be a rough one. We, as a free society, we need to work toward that. I agree with you. But so, and and we'll work to get some of the folks on who are all active about this. Um, do they believe those body cams are faked up or what? But again, if I were to pose that argument to some of the people we heard yelling, they would yell at me and not, engage the argument at all so well we should give someone what the point is we should give someone the chance because i'd like to hear it oh sure Um, absolutely do we know because i know early on there was some controversy over the because part of the audio is the police saying uh mute and then it goes the audio goes away have we heard an explanation for what that was all about yeah that was about six seven minutes after the shooting from what i understand i don't know i one emailer who claimed authority on the matter said um at that point it's a fifth amendment thing and to protect themselves, they don't want statements being taped. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, legally, I suppose that could be true, but that takes some of the fun out of the recording it. Uh, right, yeah. I w- I'd like to talk to lawyers fun, about that's that. a, you know... Significance. Yeah, I sh- shouldn't use that term. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, yeah, takes some of the uh, the opportunity to to have a better understanding of what went went on away. I suppose legally that makes sense, though. At that point, there's going to be an investigation. Right, and the police union shows up with the lawyers and says, all right, look, you got to do this, that, and the other. As you know, many uh, a person has told, for instance, uh, many a young black man who might be accused of a crime, look, don't talk to the cops, just don't. 
And if the cops are in the same situation, their lawyers tell them the same thing. What do you think Mayor Sacramento Daryl Steinberg is thinking? I think he is praying that the passive approach of letting people vent and not opposing them in any real way, not stopping them from rushing the uh, the city council table, don't stop them from barring people to go to Kings games, just, just leave them be, let them vent. He's praying that dissipates the anger and, and the city gets back to functioning. Does he have a personal relationship with uh, the dead gentleman's brother? Like he knew who he was coming and he's talked to him before? Because I wouldn't yeah. have been... Okay. Because he's, he's already spoken to him? Oh, yeah, he's spoken all the activist types and he's trying to maybe manage that's the why conversation. He was, maybe that's why he was so calm and collected because somebody's rushing at me Waving their arms like that, I'd think, am I about to be in a fight? Right. And he didn't He didn't look like that, so. Right, right, yeah, because, they, yeah, they've had meetings, and you remember at the press conference yesterday where the police chief spoke and the mayor spoke and the, uh, uh, the district attorney spoke, a bunch of community activists were there, too. Sean, so. you were attempting to go to a Sacramento Kings basketball game and did not get in last night, correct? That is correct, yeah, yeah. How, uh, how tense slash scary did it seem? I mean, how hyped up were people? Not really at all. Everybody was just Why kind didn't of... you just go in then? Uh, the doors were locked. The, the, the arena is complicit in the... They even had on the, the big boards outside, there's a protest going on. Stay tuned while we work on a way to get people safely oh. in the building, but... When but the protests happened, did. the arena just, they, they locked down. So they are interesting. They, even okay. if I were to get past the protest line, I couldn't have gotten in. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. So well, you thank you for. bust through the line and get in, so that's why nobody did. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, thanks for. I hadn't heard that anywhere. Enlightening. That's why it's important to have people like Sean here on the Armstrong and Getty Show.